You're listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast championing independence powered by The Famous Company. Whether you're an artist or music industry professional, ensure you don't miss a beat by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Almost Famous podcast. If you're watching us with this new little setup, it's because today is the start of a new era. Um, it's the first time we've had a face-to-face conversation on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what we get for starting a podcast during a lockdown <laughs> or a global pandemic. We weren't we weren't informed. Um, and today is extra special because um, this is the start of a few episodes where we're going to be shining the spotlight on women in the music industry. This all surrounds the uh, Independent Women's Day that we had. I don't know what time this or day this is going out, but it was it was a few days ago. Um, and we're joined here by Lucy Caswell. Am I Caswell, saying? yeah, Caswell. That's it. <laughs> Love that. Hiya, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I'm I'm enjoying this because normally yeah. it's Zoom and it's bad quality. But this is so much better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So before before Lucy goes ahead and starts answering questions, I'm I'm going to boost her ego a little bit. Okay, uh, go on then. To. Right, Lucy is a talented events producer and organized Bristol's Elevators, uh, which is a networking event for young people to work out how to get into the music industry and how to move their careers forward. Uh, and it was at these events that we met Lucy, you were introduced yep. to us. Um, so, of course, the best question to start with, how did Elevators come about and how did you get involved in it? Yeah, so um, back in summer 2021, Team Love um, started a pilot project to upskill two young people in events production. So myself and one other, um, my co-producer Nella, sort of were taken on board for that opportunity to kind of upskill us in events and also create this series um, for other like-minded creatives in the industry. So then we kind of started this journey of Elevate Us, came up with the whole concept, the name, the branding, everything, and kind of really created this hub of ideas um, Mm. for what we wanted to achieve. So our first series of events was between September and October last year. And then we kind of realized that actually there is ground to build this network of young creatives who are really motivated and eager to get into the creative and music industry. Um, which kind of then snowballed into this thing that we've now got, which is all sort of about celebrating talent within the city and also starting a conversation on how the industries can be more accessible for people of all backgrounds. Um, So yeah, a really great sort of thing that we've come up with and it seems to be like really empowering for people who attend our events. So yeah, it was a good sort of starting point into the industry for some people yeah of course now everyone knows this industry uh like a few businesses around the world it's more of who you know and kind of Mm. like not what you know um can you talk about the importance of these events especially for people who may be underrepresented then in the industry yeah i really hate that comment of like it's who you know not what you know (laughs) but yeah no it's definitely something that's within this industry that is kind of like apparent and especially stepping in there as a young person it can seem quite daunting to sort of make yourself known and get out of that sort of ideology of oh I don't know someone within the space so I'm not going to be able to sort of connect with them or whatever so with our events we try to make them as easily accessible as possible and really entry level so not kind of showing that those roles are out of reach or that it's a bit unattainable and you have to know 
someone at the top of the table to be able to get a work experience or a job or like a shadowing opportunity. Mm. So it's like making that area as safe and sort of comfortable as possible f- so that people feel welcome and valued and that they can hear about these opportunities and kind of visualize themselves within those spaces. Um, so yeah, it's obviously really important to make those connections within the industry, but it it just needs to be a conversation, like an honest conversation about their passions and what they're interested in. And then that just snowballs into maybe connecting on a outside level and being like, yeah, this is sort of the person I want for this role or something like that. So yeah, it's not really like a harsh networking thing that I would say is the way to get into the industry. It's kind of just like showing up, being present and making sure that those people within those spaces know that you're there and you're ready to jump in. Yeah, I love that because it is it is hard to kind of wrap your head around sometimes. It's such a crazy industry. There's no mm. like A to B and there's no kind of how to do this um, set in stone. So I think it's incredible because there is so many great, especially great young people that I see out mm. there that I think are perfect for certain roles, but they yeah. will never be considered for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there is, uh, yeah, why, why elevators is, is so important. Yeah. Um, it seems as though you've achieved so much already. And um, can you talk a bit about like your journey and mm-hmm. what you think, what you think molded your decisions um, to get to the point you are now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had like a drive and passion for like bringing people together and creating a community of like-minded people. That's what I was striving for from a very young age for like my career. Um, so it kind of just happened (laughs) through hard work and like knowing what I wanted to achieve, but also never settling for something that I didn't want to do. So I enjoy music. I enjoy events. I enjoy community interest stuff. So merging them all together was something that I knew that I had to do. Um, So I guess it was just like gaining the right experience, making those connections, always being in the right places at the right time, showing up and making it known that I was ready to do something and try something new. Um, so I guess that's how it kind of like came into me working in the music industry. Um, but yeah, I, I went to university here in Bristol, so I did media and journalism. And from that, I didn't really want to just, you know, be a partier and like only go out and do the traditional like uni experience. Did you do that though? I did do that on the side, (laughs) but I also really worked hard and like, I wanted to prove something to myself and like my family and like those around me that I could actually like achieve really big things. So I joined a charity in St. Paul's called ACE, um, which helps disadvantaged young people through mentoring and music programs. So I am their marketing assistant slash lead. And I've been doing that for like almost four years. Um, And that kind of gave me the push and also the support to be like, actually, I can jump into this industry and I know like where I want it to lead to Mm. whilst also still having that sort of support of uni and like being funded like through the student loans and stuff like that. I could have like some time to play with it basically. Um, So that kind of set me up and made me realize what I wanted to do. And then being around loads of creative people within that space was like, actually the music industry is a job. Like (laughs) it is valid. So um, just kind of being in those spaces, making myself known, and then that snowballed onto like the lockdowns, which was oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously it was really hard, but it also made me like, I had to move back to Devon to be with my mum, And I just focused solely on myself and my career and just like went 
into like the sand basically and only focused on that and wasn't looking at anything of COVID related (laughs) and just like focused on that only. So then I was just working on like my self-development, trying to build like connections as much as possible, my CV, blah, 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 blah. Um, So then when I moved back to Bristol, I joined the wonderful Team Love, which is like the people that do Love Saves the Day, Forwards, Waterworks Festival. Um, But they're also like trying to build this, well, they have, they they have built this organization called Big Team, which is um, to sort of look at the, their like company, but also the industry as a whole and try and make it more inclusive and diverse and kind of question like how everyone can find the industries more accessible. So then that's how I got into that side of things and merging music and community interests together by working with big team. So it's all like little bits connecting together. Yeah. Um, I'm only 22, so I'm like at the start of this journey, but I'm enjoying it so far. So yeah. Would you consider yourself a confident person? Not in the slightest. <laughs> really? Because of course, obviously uh, Elevators is, is a networking event. Yeah. And some people struggle with these environments and like, you seem like a confident person because you, you're, the way that you're coming across here and, mm. and how you, you seem confident in yourself. Yeah. See what I mean? Um, so do you have any tips for people who are either shy or don't feel confident talking about themselves in the way that you're doing with me today mm. um, to actually kind of build up the courage to come to these events? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm confident like speaking about my achievements or anything like that. This is a very new situation. This is very new. Um, but I would just say you don't have to be confident to be able to put yourself in these spaces and kind of like even just you don't need to be talking about your achievements or what you want. You literally just need to show up and be like, hi, my name's da 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 and I have an interest in this. And that conversation will then spark more conversations and be like, oh, you should speak to this person who does this. It's all just like through connections that you kind of like realize who you are, what you want to achieve and what you want in life. Mm. Um, So I would just say like, maybe even just writing down your strengths, weaknesses, and coming up with a list of things that you know you're good at and things that you want to improve maybe. And then asking those closest to you what they also think your strengths are and kind of really working into those. So you don't, if confidence isn't your like main thing, it doesn't matter. Like you've got other strengths that can like, you can work on and make better because they're your strengths. So I would just say like talking to others around you, seeing what what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and then really harnessing those and making those your best qualities. And then just faking it basically. (laughs) (laughs) Go to these spaces and be like, I enjoy this, I do this. And then you can like leave and feel anxious afterwards. But as long as you've like put on a smile, like everyone's in the same boat. I go to, even though I'm hosting these events, sometimes I'm so nervous before because I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to speak to so many people. But you just do it. And then everyone's lovely in those spaces. It's yeah. With networking, it sounds like, oh, you've got to put on your best front, like your glossiest CV. Like you have to show up to these things and really talk big words about the industry. And that's not, that's not like realistic. And also some of those spaces aren't built like that. So especially for Elevate Us, we're trying to make those spaces as comfortable and just like easygoing as possible. Find out about the opportunities within the music and events industry. Mm. And also we want to hear from those people attending, like how the industry can be more accessible for them. So it's really showing that 
they are valued and they're seen. So then hopefully they'll start going to more networking events, feeling more sort of confident in themselves and what they can achieve. And then it's just like a rolling thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm glad you're the one talking about these events. Your your energy is just so great. <laughs> Thank like, you. It's infectious <laughs> and it, it, it should just... I look at you and I see confidence. Oh, you know well, what I mean? So faking it. <laughs> you are faking it. You're doing, you're doing it well. You said something interesting before. You said during the lockdown, you kind of phased out everything that was kind of going on around mm-hmm. you. Did you mean social media wise? Um, to some degree. Like I think, especially with COVID, it was very consuming being mm. on socials, seeing all the, you know, banana bread that people were making and all the fitness yeah. routines and all this. And like, oh my God, I've done this much stuff today because we're in a lockdown. And do you know what? Some days were just really bloody hard. Like they were just hard yeah. and you don't need to do all those things on your to-do list to be able to achieve a lockdown day. So yeah, I did find social media quite overwhelming during that time. Mm. Um, and also, I just didn't really want to be seeing what people were doing online during that yeah. period of, of course, life. It's it promoting events. Social media is the key. Yeah, let's let's be honest. And it's it's a to necessity. some degree. To some degree. Yeah, to some degree. <laughs> some people don't actually mind being given a flyer. So yeah, and- when we started um, Elevate Us back in summer, we we like one of our goals and aims is to connect with those who are sometimes on. Un- reachable and who don't feel like they are welcome within those environments or within sort of deprived communities so not everyone's on social media at that within those communities Mm. some people don't want to engage with big glossy companies that have loads of followers on social media because they don't again see themselves within those positions so we were like okay well let's not have social media then when we started so between literally um july and december we did not have a presence online at all it was all through word of mouth and connecting with the right people who are doing amazing things in the city with young people from disadvantaged backgrounds and making us like just like what's the word approachable and just being like we are here on a one-to-one basis it's not us and you we're all one together and so that's how we got people to come to our events and we had even at our last event at strange brew back in october um the last event of the series sorry we had 150 people turn up like and sign up to that event and that was all through word of mouth and making sure that we were known so yeah although social media is a great thing we didn't need it at the start of our journey and elevate us so i think in the music industry it's just about using social media to the for the right reasons I mean, it's good when you're, say, a musician and you want to, like, post about your work and stuff like that. But it's about knowing when to use it and when it's actually not very beneficial to be on there 24-7 scrolling, seeing what other people are doing and distributing work for the sake of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally get that. And I think it's amazing that I find it quite far-fetched that Mm -hmm. someone literally turned around and went, I don't use social. We didn't use social media during this period and this period and we still, Mm -hmm. still, it paid off, which is which is quite unique, which is weird to yeah. say. Um, but I think that's fantastic. Now, is there any, talking about, of course, yourself and, and, and your musical journey, is there any conversations that stand out uh, to you that you think maybe like had a massive effect on, mm-hmm. on your career? Could you give us an example? Um, I don't think individual conversations had an impact. I think there's been a whole heap of people who have influenced me and guided me and mentored me through this sort of experience um, since graduating to now Mm -hmm. um that have led me to where I am now 
and also sort of boosted my confidence to think that I can actually be within this industry and I am, you know, worthy of working within it. Um, so although there's not individual conversations, there's definitely people, for example, at Team Love, um, all my team members there, like they're so uplifting, so motivating, so inspiring that those people are what I see and visualize sort of myself in the future. Yeah. Um, also at the charity that I work for, ACE, my manager's always been my sort of mentor. He's always been there for me. So those sort of relationships professionally have led me to where I am now. But also it's just like having a good hub around me in my personal life that's meant that I always believe that I can achieve better or achieve the same, but just like continue on that journey, basically. Yeah, I love that. Is there maybe like a highlight then from um, elevators or, or what's like the most rewarding part for you? Mm -hmm. um, I think the most rewarding part of Elevate Us is just like the community that is built. So um, everyone who has attended those events either comes back to the next one or messages us online or replies to an email being like, that was so amazing. Like it's inspired me so much. And then all those connections coming together outside of our events, you can really see those bridges being gapped mm. um so I think that's the main rewarding thing for me is that seeing these people connecting to the industry and seeing themselves within those roles um and also just a hub of like positivity and celebration of creativity and talent within this city um so that's the main rewarding thing I would say and then what was your other question? <laughs> no, it was like yeah is there a highlight from elevators or is there mm -hmm. a course like I guess that in itself is other highlights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, we had um, an event back in October that finished series one off and it was based at Strange Brew in um, the center of town. And it was a artist showcase and talk from a range of creatives between the age of 18 and 25. So we had musicians, spoken word artists, uh, a DJ collective, a solo DJ, and then we had some visual artists as well, distributing their work around the space. So that was just like, I was gleaming the whole entire night. It was just my cheeks were aching because I was smiling so much. We had about 90 young people attend the event. Um, everyone was so supportive. All the performers um, sort of expressed their journey to where they are now, gave really good advice to young people in the crowd on their creativity and their craft within the industry and sort of had a really open discussion on how it can be more accessible for people from a range of backgrounds. Yeah. So it was just like such a moving experience. And there were quite a lot of industry professionals within that space as well that were listening to these conversations and seeing these performances and were like, wow, we need to get more young people on our like programs and stuff like that. So I think that was the main highlight so far in this Elevate Us journey was just seeing all that creativity in one space and all that talent um, and putting it on stage because some people hadn't even performed before or been asked to perform ever. Wow. So that was like their first time on stage. Um, and that's just like the really nice moments that I think I'll remember like always. Yeah. Is there any female relationships that you have that um, are important and feel that have helped you on this journey? My mum, <laughs> always, Aww. all day, every day. <laughs> my mum is my number one woman, like always. I mean, ev every woman 
is inspiring. Like there's so many people within this industry, within other industries, within Bristol, within the country, everywhere. There's women that are inspiring me on a daily basis. But to pinpoint on one person, it's got to be my mum, always. <laughs> Love that, Lucy. I'm going to join you in that. I'm going to say my mum too. Um, how can we make this industry more inclusive to women though? And especially women from backgrounds oh, write some notes of this. oh amazing <laughs> that are kind of underrepresented especially at the moment now when i say underrepresented i think sometimes people can can take that and just go <clears throat> quite wide with it yeah now underrepresented means a, a lot of different things in a lot of like different places around the world let's mm -hmm. specifically talk about if you if we can do here yeah the bristol the city that we're both in right now yeah and then maybe on like a wider scale as well what you think could, could potentially inspire people we have a lot of people from from many different countries listening to this yeah. podcast so i don't want to single them out yeah but i am interested in on, on a local level here in the uk and bristol in particular yeah and uh and worldwide give me it Okay, um, to be more inclusive for women, I think it all starts on like the individual basis of understanding the inequalities that women face within the workforce, but also outside of the workplace. Mm. Just understanding those struggles that women face literally on a daily basis and uh, questioning yourself and being like, okay, so how could I make an improvement um, on an individual level? That starts that plants a seed basically, and that starts the conversation. And then looking at the industry and being like, how can these roles be filled by women? Not just like on the in entry level, but on the board level, on the top level. If everyone sitting around a table is like white middle-aged men making those decisions that affect the industry or their company, is that really fair and representative of everyone that's gonna be serving that industry or also listening and engaging with that um what's the word sorry my mind's gone blank engaging with the content that you're distributing yeah so it's all about like seeing that and having everyone on the same playing field um so yeah that all stems from education and looking at your workforce seeing how it can be changed um hiring more women to like higher level positions and then that just means that those conversations are going to be had because there's more people backing it yeah. <laughs> basically yeah um i would also say like bridging the pay gap is a big thing that needs to still happen it's like it's slowly but it's still there like it's, yeah. it's still not like completely in some retrospects like it is definitely changing but there's still like women are the inferior ones to men in certain workforces and that just needs to be abolished. <laughs> abolished, yeah, maybe? Yeah. I think that's the word. Yeah, I think, you know what, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go with it. Yeah. Def definitely abolish it, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's also, especially in the music industry, it's not just those who are on the program, like you can have a diverse and um, sort of inclusive program to listen and engage with on stage, but mm. who's behind that stage? Like who's the tech team? Is it full of women or is it full of men? Is it like a mix? Are those men within those positions, you know, being fair to the women who are working in them? Are mm. they like including them in those sort of decision-making? Yeah. So it all stems from like, it has to be from behind to the front. And then also looking at the audience, what audience members are engaging with that. Is it like a well-rounded, inclusive and diverse group of people who are coming along to those events and listening to the music and stuff like that? So it's yeah. all just like looking internally, educating people and seeing how that can change for positive 
like I love impacts. That. I think you I think you answered my my two questions there. Oh, that, really? <laughs> that, that on a on a I, I, I'd say Bristol's not a small scale, but on a more local scale to a, to a much larger mm. being across the world, I think you you've literally got it spot on. And okay. I'm to hear <laughs> that from a 22 year old woman with, and I'm gonna do this again with so much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> like it is just makes me feel really good yeah um and my, i would say that bristol is definitely changing like there's people within this city that are making such amazing impacts and positive social change yeah. and i wouldn't want to live anywhere else apart from bristol because bristol's leading the way like hands down um and there's organizations that are making real conscious effort to look at themselves internally and externally with their sort of shows and outputs and stuff like that so it's it's happening it's just like everyone then needs to jump on that and be yeah. like actually this whole generation can be different so yeah, yeah. bristol is the place to be <laughs> you hear that visit bristol you've got your new spokesperson right here. yeah literally i should run for council <laughs> yeah do, do it do it why not right i got one more final question for you then um and I don't know if if you prepared for this one or not, but it sometimes <laughs> catches people off guard. Now, who did you look up to when you were younger and kind of who in, who inspired you today? I know, of course, you said about your mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. She Does she do the role that you do? No, she no. she does not do the role that I do. Okay, but so. she is my inspiration since I was young. So <laughs> I have to say her again, to be yeah. quite honest. <laughs> I'm so thinking she... about though, like, in, in the music industry. In the music industry. In the music industry. Is there anyone... Is there anyone that you would say when you were younger, like, oh, I, I strive to be like that or mm -hmm. I, I want to be like that? Bad answer, but not really just one person within the music industry, to be honest. I listened to music from literally very young. My mum took me to see Black Eyed Peas when I was like 11 years old and I was like, I love this. Shout out to mum. Um, yeah, shout out to mum. So I was just, just going to events constantly when I was younger. I was going to festivals and stuff from a young age and just really loved the whole feel of the community vibe within the music scene. Um, but it wasn't really until recently that I saw those people who are behind those scenes creating it and making it all possible. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that it was you know, a thing. I didn't realize there was roles or opportunities available within those spaces. And I think that's kind of what needs to change when you're younger. And there are people doing that. For example, big team are going into schools and sort of sharing what events, music and festival industries look like and the roles that people can get into from like literally 15 years old upwards. Yeah. So I think it's just those conversations that are needed from a young age to be like, you can actually work in this sector because some people don't realize it. And then you get to 20 and you're like, wow, okay, there's a really cool job and I could do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I wish, I wish I could say like this person inspired me when I was younger, but there's actually not. Do you mind anyone. if I ask you one more question? Yeah, no, of course then. you can. Cool. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Mm -hmm. um, I would just say to believe in yourself and like keep striving for what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. my one liner. <laughs> Short and sweet. Lucy, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. No, thank today. you. Thank you for um, having me. This is, of course, a part of uh, many episodes celebrating. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're celebrating a month of International yeah. Women's mm -hmm. Day here at Almost Famous. Mm -hmm. And it's been so great to have you on. No, thank you for including me. No, it's been, it's been brilliant. So, of course, you can look in that camera if you want to. Or you can just look <laughs> at me here. The red car carpet is rolled out for you. Um, is there anything you would like to, to plug here right now um, and talk about? 
Yeah, so our next Elevate Us event is on the 23rd of March. I'm not sure when this podcast goes out. Should be before that, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, so. Yeah. yeah, our next Elevate Us event is going to be, again, a talk and showcase of Bristol's talent. So that's on the 23rd of March between 6 and 11. Um, We have a range of creatives in spoken word, music, comedy this time, which is a new one, um, visual arts. And yeah, they're all sort of like jumping into the industry, trying to navigate the Bristol scene. So it should be a really good night and people can find those tickets on Headfirst Bristol. Um, So yeah, that's on the 23rd. Come along. (laughs) Amazing. Come along, Lucy. Thanks again for being with us. No, thank you so much. This has been almost famous. And uh, the next voice you're probably going to hear is Jamie telling you about how great we are. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast powered by The Famous Company. If you're an independent artist or music industry professional, for more information, head to www.thefamouscompany.com.